This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI, the very special power out edition of Now with Dave Brown. We're a little behind the clock here, but we're going to break format and just kind of move through as we do. So let's welcome in Amy Amanti, a community reporter for us out there in Vancouver, British Columbia. Hey, good morning, Amy. Hey, good morning, Dave. Happy I wasn't cut with the electricity. (laughs) We definitely did not give you the boot. We would never give Amy Amanti the boot. (gasps) No sweat. I I'm here. I'm sorry, 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 uh, Amy. I got a note in my ear. I got a note in my ear about the TVs going off in here, but that's just going to be the kind of day we're going to have here on now with Dave Brown. So, uh, Amy, let's start with some in-person fitness classes that BC Blind Sports is offering. Tell me a bit about this, about the return of in-person fitness classes. Yeah, because that's exactly what you want to talk about when you got all the other minutiae to deal with, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's okay. We're Amy, here to play. Amy, I'm always down to get a good pump in, get a good sweat going. Yeah, I, I, I get that you're the kind of guy that works out from home, right? You've talked about that before. But yes. Some folks like to go out and do a social with their fitness. I am not one of those people. Um, although I have done these fitness classes before when they were locally in my area, but I'm talking about a couple of them that are in uh, and other areas of the province of British Columbia. So yeah, the in, in-person fitness programs are returning with like, like great strength because of course people have been isolated for the last couple of years. So I wanted to just, you know, highlight BC blind sports and what they're doing. So they've got a couple of classes happening in Kelowna. Um, so Cindy, who's one of the uh, regular um, fitness partners and they do this, right. They partner with regular um, fitness trainers and to host these programs. So you're looking at um, programs with Cindy at the uh, Kelowna Cultural Center um, on Thursdays between 5 and 6 p.m., which is great. And in Nanaimo, classes with Brian um, will start Monday, October 17th, which of course is past, but they're regular ongoing classes nice. from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And we're looking at things like um, uh, regular workout routines, right? And finding ways of, instead of going to the, you got some lovely pictures of uh, people, I think, using ellipticals or something on there. So this is, instead of being in a typical gym, this would be like in a gymnasium setting where you're doing weightlifting and strength training and interval training. And they'll bring things like balls or uh, uh, the the steps to step up Mm -hmm, on and mm -hmm. like the hand weights, that kind of stuff. So you're not in this environment where you have to feel intimidated. Although this is the funniest blind joke ever, I think. If I go into one of those gyms, I can't see anybody anyways. (laughs) So it's not like I can ogle and be like, oh my gosh, I'm comparing my body to their body. It's not going to happen in my world. (laughs) It's always a judgment-free workout experience when Amy Amanti is there. Yeah, Amy, the the idea of the in-person classes that offer sort of a mixture of things, right? Whether it be Mm -hmm. fitness balls or some calisthenics or or like you said, the the steps, it really is a great way to get a nice, varied workout in, get a sweat in a different way. As you say, social. I don't typically like to socialize when I'm working out. I do occasionally go to the gym when I really want to clang and bang pretty hard. But Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. The the in-person really matters. Have you had a chance to do this? Have Have you participated in one 
Yeah, so I used to do them quite regularly uh, here locally before the pandemic, of course. But what I found for me personally is that they were in areas that were a little bit far for me to travel. Mm. Um, so I was happy to do them sort of in the summertime. But then I found dragon boating. And that was something that that sort of filled that bucket for me. It's not a winter sport um, necessarily. So at least it's not for me. There are many dragon boaters out on the water right now. <laughs> I am not one of them. Fair weather dragon boater. The ocean gets cold this time of year. Oh! gosh does it ever but one of the things that's really nice about these fitness programs is they usually have some volunteers there that can help you with stuff so you don't have to figure out how to use any of the equipment on your own you know there's an instructor that you can follow who gives verbal instructions if you have partial sight you can get close enough to the instructor but they also have like volunteers that help set things up and help help um if you're having difficulty like figuring out how a movement works in your mind because some of us do mm -hmm. you know they can help sort of manipulate your body into that shape so yes. you're like oh i get what you're saying right so that's it, i find really helpful it's true as as good as some people are at describing and i know people that you work with are excellent at describing sometimes it can be very difficult to describe a workout motion right to try and describe a burpee would be very very difficult right? and sometimes it's nice to have someone with their hands on and like and can say okay i need you to drop down like this i need you to put your hands there i need you to kick your legs back and they yeah. can actually be worried in these specific settings like i used to find when i would go to a typical you know workout setting and i'm in part of you know, sorry, um, I don't, I'm sorry. Can you explain that again? Like I always felt like the odd person out asking to have things explained to me. So of course in this environment, you don't have to worry about any of that. You don't get it. You just say so. Yeah. You're not taking up anybody's time. You're not slowing down anybody else's workout. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And no, a very inclusive, welcoming environments. Well, we'll share some details about that up on the blog after the show, ami.ca slash now for these in-person fitness classes offered by BC Blind Sports across the province. But Amy, let's go into one of your wheelhouses which is the art world. And the Grunt Gallery is offering up a tactile residency. Amy, I need you to explain to me what a tactile residency is. <laughs> well, I guess first we could uh, talk about what a residency is in general. Uh, even, right? even better point. Well done, Amy. Well done. Uh, <laughs> so a residency um, is usually, I mean, in, in this particular context, it's about artists. Um, and it's like, it's a short-term working gig basically is what it is. So Grunt Gallery is offering a six-week residency so you can apply from anywhere. Uh, obviously, they look at local folks first. That's based on funding, right? Finding places for people to stay. But really, if you're an artist um, or a writer or whatever, you can apply for residencies wherever uh, and go and experience you know, what it's like. So in this case, Grunt Gallery is offering a tactile residency. So what they're looking to do is bring in somebody who's blind, partially sighted, deaf blind, has a non-visual experience of any kind to explore how we how we um, interact with a typical gallery setting, which is like, has been hands off, right? You go into a mm -hmm. gallery, you can't touch anything. So how do we break those barriers down and focus specifically on the aspect of touch? And what's really nice about this residency is that you don't have to have any artist experience. It's open to anybody. I may apply myself. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but what's nice is that this can be about the process. It doesn't have to be about creating a product. Um, which is all two things in an artist's world, right? You either talk about the process and how we got there and what we did and what we explored, or we present a product, right? Amy, for the sake of time, I would love to drill yeah. a bit deeper, but we do have to move on. But I'll make sure that we share again details about this on the blog after the show, ami.ca slash now, because there's one more thing we need to get to. And it's offering you a little bit of congratulations as you continue to climb the ladder at Vocali. You've been named the associate director of Vocal Eye Now. 
congratulations to you. But instead of focusing on the role, Amy, you guys have a really interesting training that you're offering in regards to offering training to sighted guides or training people to become sighted guides. So what is this training going to entail? Yeah, so Vocali is taking an active approach in in educating folks on sighted guide technique, right? So we often need sighted guides uh, in any environment that we are in, uh, specifically, I'm talking about in the arts community. Uh, so Vocali is going to start doing these sort of uh, every quarter, roughly. So three to four times a year, maybe a little more depending on the need, but we'll bring in folks from other artistic uh, organizations and we will train them on sort of disability justice, um, language, you know, things like allyship and performative mm -hmm. allyship and inspiration mm -hmm. porn, all that kind of stuff. And then sighted guide techniques so that they feel comfortable interacting with folks who are blind and partial sighted. It's the number one thing that stops people from just offering assistance is they're afraid of like, hurting our feelings or making a mistake, right? Or being a really poor sighted guide, which I did at, at Jeff Ryman's wedding last week. I was offering my <laughs> arm to somebody and trying to navigate through like a million people. And I was like, this is a bad idea. I should the not blind be. The, leading yeah, the blind, Yeah, the, the legally blind leading, leading the totally blind was not yeah. the, was not the best, was not the best technique. But, uh, but no, I think offering people those kind of trainings and best practices and letting them find it, giving them a space where they can ask maybe some of those uncomfortable That's questions right. and learn about etiquette in sort of a non-judgmental way, it almost goes back to the fitness conversation we're having, yep. is just really good to do. Yeah, so I, I run these programs, like I look at a kind of a decolonized approach, which is a little bit like, uh, it's very discussionary, we'll say, you know, and folks can just ask questions as they need to. That's the place where we want them to make their air quotes mistakes and to feel comfortable. And then just to like leave the room with this toolbox full of tools yeah. that they can pull out as they need to, right? And some of the things that we talk about are great, whether you are working with the blind community or other communities of folks with disabilities, right? Some it of the concepts carry over. Absolutely. Amy, we're so grateful. Thank you for your patience with us today as we got to you a little bit late as we're dealing with the power outage. But all the best to you, and we will talk to you again on Monday for a movie uh, series it. review. You got it. I'll be there on Monday. Excellent. That's Amy Amanti, a community reporter out there in Vancouver, B.C. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.